Well, hello there. Steve McCormick here, taking the helm once again on another episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now, this season, we're focusing on speaking to IT solution providers and managed service providers, just like you, to understand what makes them tick. Specifically, we're speaking to the MSP companies that won awards in the recent MSP awards by SuperOps. Today, I'm joined by Mitch Redekop of River City Technology Services, who won the award in the Emerging MSP of the Year category of the MSP Awards. Mitch is the CEO of River City Technology Services, an MSP located in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. In the past seven years, River City Tech has become known as one of the top managed service providers in Saskatchewan, while also having a highly experienced software development on hand. The River City Tech business that has a deep focus on packaging together cybersecurity and creating bespoke solutions to help improve their clients' internal business processes. Mitch currently lives in Saskatoon with his wife and three children. He is an avid soccer fan, Manchester City. Coffee and technology are also his loves. Welcome to Tub Talk, Mitch. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Brilliant. Okay, um, before we dive straight in, um, can you help us understand a little bit more about your company? So you're based in Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, how many people do you have in your team and things like that? Um, yeah, so there's actually seven of us in total, uh, myself, and there's three IT staff members. Uh, we have two software developers and one marketing lead. Excellent. Um, and what type of clients do you typically um, work with? What do you do for them? Yeah, so type of clients we work with, uh, we don't really have a niche. Um, we really only have one requirement uh, when it comes to working with us, and that's they need to understand the risk in their business and be willing to secure it. Um, so if we can't see eye to eye on that, it's just not going to be a good fit for us. And that's one thing that we've kind of grown into. It's it's being a bit a bit more picky with people we work with, but it's kind of important uh, nowadays, obviously, with the, the rise in, in cybercrime and, and being able to have that security first mindset. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I think a lot of MSPs are actually looking to kind of leverage that kind of security side of things. And it takes a, a lot of effort to actually get it right. Um, brilliant. So um, on a personal level, what led you to work in the managed service provider industry? What What's kind of brought you there? I guess for me, growing up, um, you know, always being into gaming, building my own computer is probably a very typical story there. Um, that was an initial driving force. So I love doing that. Um, and then later on in life, when my daughter was born, uh, my wife and I were both working at a restaurant, line cook server, love story, not working, not making like really good money or anything like that. Uh, I knew I wanted better for, for my wife and my, my daughter. So uh, we kind of looked at options. There was a one year network administration course uh, here in the city. Um, and that is actually, I took that and that's where my teacher, Jeff Shirley, uh, he quit after three months to start his own company, which was River City Tech. Um, so. During my year, I kind of hounded him for a job. And sure enough, when, when I was done, I got hired. Um, and this company started out as an Access database company. Just kind of dabbled in IT. Um, and obviously, since then, Access has come full circle. And now we're offering, you know, upgrading all of our clients with modern web, mobile, um, desktop applications. Um, and then the IT transitioned from that break, fix, reactive approach to the cybersecurity first mindset. Oh, excellent. So, yeah, it, it sort of organically grew from your love of 
of this kind of thing that this this kind of tech field which I, which I quite like okay so um you must be very pleased then to have won the uh award the em emerging MSP award uh in the recent um super ops uh MSP awards um do you, do you think you know why you and your business won um what's what made you stand out? You know, so we're, we're obviously really, really pleased and humbled for winning this. Um, I think that big factor of it was, um, you know, when COVID hit, we were actually in a merger with another company. Uh, we, we broke off then. Um, we were right down to two people. So we had to restart from scratch, um, you know, and clients didn't want to move during that, you know, or as soon as it hit, it was just kind of up in the air of what do we do? A lot of clients were making decisions quickly. Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I was kind of thrust into that CEO role um, for the first time where, where Jeff had taken um, a, the second company that we actually had and was kind of leading that helm. Um, and that's when I started to learn a lot about what a managed service provider was instead of just doing break fix, um, you know, joining the tech tribe and things like that, reading lots of books. Um, I was kind of really a, a book nerd then just diving into that stuff. So, um, you know, and then in 2022 in May uh, is when I was actually afforded the opportunity to buy the company from Jeff, um, which I did. Um, and we really made a big change in our mindset in 2022. Um, and that was thanks to Chris and Cindy and the team at Seven Figure MSP. So we joined that program, completely changed our sales and, and you know, head trash is kind of one of the bigger things, I think, as well. Um, we were able to educate our clients on, you know, the state of things, where, where cyber attacks are, cyber liability insurance, how important that is, uh, making sure they understand their risks, how to properly protect um, everything that's in their business. And I think that set us apart from providers around here specifically. Um, they, they're starting to see us as kind of like coming, you know, ahead of the game, um, you know, not, not being a, just a commodity, not being able to do, you know, a piece of paper quotes here and there, just, you know, who's the cheapest provider in town. That's not what we want to be. So, um, we represent professional service to our clients. You know, we were able to grow and, and double our revenue in the first year alone of, of this whole new mindset. So. Yeah, it, it is extraordinary, isn't it? How you can just, you can kind of make it a lot more revenue by actually making yourself be that actual expert that that people want and i think that i think that is very important so um we talked about it earlier but you 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 have a you have a you have a deep focus on cyber security um can you tell us a bit more about what your offerings look like there mitch please yeah absolutely um so for, for us, security first mindset means that we we really want to, anyone that comes by and, and wants to have a first time appointment with us, meet with us, we tell them about the cyber risk assessment. Um, and before we'll do any business to anybody, we need to do that assessment on them. Um, we, we get in there, we find out what kind of data they're holding, um, you know, what kind of um, personal identifiable information that they're holding, what kind of security holes do they have in their company. So, you know, it's it's our job to stay up to date and protect your clients and, and backups just aren't enough nowadays. It's not a matter of having it encrypted. You know, what happens when it's sold? Are you going to bounce back if you don't protect it? Um, do the clients know the cost of opening a call center, repairing their public facing image? Um, you know, trying to get the funds back that were drained out of the bank account. Do they even know that the data in their company, you know, possesses value to bad actors um you know it's scary and 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 if they don't know that they're going to become the next victim and a lot of them you know they always say that they're they're too small to get hacked but they're just too small to make the news that's that's the story so um you know we're, we're not going to be out there saying that we're absolutely going to stop you from getting hacked because nobody can promise that that's just unreal we're uh we're here to mitigate it to the best of our ability ensure that there's something that's been put in place 
Um, so when the time comes, we, we know exactly what we're doing to get them out of it. Absolutely. I mean, there, there is no panacea for to, to kind of fix every possible contingency when it comes to cyber security is there. I think it's I think it's more about peace of mind about about how you can react to it, about how you can prove that you're trying to do as much as you possibly can so that insurers are kind of satisfied for that kind of thing nowadays. So yeah, I think, absolutely. Yeah. I think that is really, really good. Yeah, especially with cyber liability insurance as well. I mean, that's one thing that I think a lot of people will will not be filling out correctly. And I mean, I don't know if, how it is over in the UK and stuff here, but like, you know, when we renewed ours, it went from three pages to like 10 pages, right? It's just getting crazy. And, you know, sometimes we have to go look up what all these acronyms mean. It's just absolutely it's out of control. So we're making sure that it's you know, minefield like, now, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it is, is. It is getting crazy here now too. Um, MSPs are, are, are now kind of, hammering home the point now that businesses need to be trying to do their best to prevent themselves from being targets of of bad actors and you know and all of that kind of thing so they're doing things like um cyber essentials uh training they're doing training for staff so that they can spot when they're being fished um all of that kind of thing now has become just a, a much Bit bigger beast than it was, let's say, ten years ago. So yeah, that, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Um, now you, you've also got a software development department as part of your MSP offering there, Mitch. So how does that dovetail into the other things that you provide? Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's great having software developers on hand. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, you know, we started as an access database company. Um, so, so kind of kept with that theme and, and really bringing those full circle, like I said, you know, we're, we're upgrading them left, right and center. Um, we still work on access that people want it. Um, it's not uh, very common to have people around that can do it. So it's still good for us there, but yeah, we're trying to push everyone into more secure stuff like that. Um, but yeah, truth be told, like we haven't really done anything in the IT space, um, for our own development internally. Um, they've been so busy with clients that way. Um, but yeah, calling on them to help, you know, create some internal automation for clients. That's definitely an asset, um, uh, being able to like, look at, you know, the different processes that our companies, our clients, um, are using and seeing if we can automate it to make their jobs a little bit better and improve their efficiency. Excellent. Um, and are you considering branching out into more kind of business related things or, or are you just focusing on, um, uh, the things that you've mentioned there about uh, about streamlining what they've got. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've always uh, thought about creating more products. We do actually have one product out there, not MSP related though. Um, it's called Enroller and it's for uh, a registration platform, um, kind of for like youth camps and, and things like that. Um, we actually did it with the Boys and Girls Club here in, in local, um, built it for them. So yeah, one one of the products we have out there, um, definitely have more ideas brewing, but like I said, yeah, it's, it's time versus... Uh, um, effort at the moment. So we kind of uh, need to make sure that we got the balance right. But yeah, we would, would definitely want to look into that in the future. And if I can target something in the MSP space that needs addressing, that would be great too. But there's a, there's a lot of software companies out there and they're always got got the ideas brewing. So yeah, I think that there's there, there is this big now push to to kind of diversify and try and do other things. So some are doing training, some are doing um you know, the kind of more kind of 
projects um kind of management roles now which is you know kind of what i used to do um, when i used to work in corporate it so it is fascinating to, to, to actually see that kind of spread now which is great yeah um okay so i'm going to go uh, back now and talk to you a little bit about the msp awards that super ops hosted there so um where did you hear about the msp awards and um how did you find the entry process there was it easy to do yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've been following SuperOps for a couple of years now um, since they kind of started up. Uh, did some testing with them and helping them with, with a couple of things there. Um, so, yeah, I followed them on LinkedIn. They obviously posted about that, and that's kind of where I, where I saw it coming. Um, really excited to see where they go as a PSAR, man. That's a tough space to be in as well, but um, there's a lot of competitors out there nowadays. But, yeah, I think they got something going for sure. Um, and the entry process, super great, uh, really straightforward. Um, and when I saw the list of judges, you know, I, I was blown away at some of the, the best names in the industry for sure. Um, and I definitely wanted to toss my name in the hat and try to impress. So glad that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what does winning an award like this mean to you and your business? Um, how will this um, lift you going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's everything. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of little local business awards, right? But nothing really directly related to the MSP industry. Um, I think MSP is a very vague term as well. Maybe not something you throw around in, in your local community where they even know what that means. So um, being able to share that with my community and and it being a worldwide award, um, that's invaluable. So we're really happy and excited to be able to share that with them. Absolutely. And I think, well, I would hope that the exposure will be but will be beneficial to for like lead generation and stuff like that so that's that's always a bonus brilliant um would you so in that case would you recommend entering this type of award to other msps um then and 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 uh you know um why do you think it would benefit them yeah, absolutely. I think you kind of nailed it with the lead gen part. Um, anything you can do to gain more social proof, do it. That's that's what I say. So um, there's, you know, you can you can network all day long, and any, anytime you can get kind of you know more social proof, more brand awareness, um, anything out there, yeah, absolutely go for it. So I'll apply for awards when they come up. Um, you know, just trying to get the name out there, even if you make you know the finalists or you make whatever, um, it's great, right? It's just it's just awareness. Got to get your name out there somehow. Yes, that, I mean that that just goes without without saying now. I mean it's still a fairly big um, pool, but it, it is getting more and more competitive to kind of grab people's attention. So I, th I think that is that is definitely something to actually focus on there. Okay, um, if we can go back to you personally, I know that you've authored uh, two books on IT security. Um, can you tell us a bit more? about those please um yeah so back in may uh 2022 i think i was i was lucky enough to be invited by chris weiser uh to co-author a book so it was uh containing the business strategies that uh owners can take to protect themselves from hackers um ended up launching on amazon hitting bestseller in a few categories uh, i was really proud of that um and, and right back to i guess coming full circle to our social proof thing right it does not hurt to get more social proof out there and, and brand awareness so 
Um, the other book, it, it actually wasn't cybersecurity related, um, but it was a book uh, by Jana Dunn, a business owner, philanthropist here in Saskatoon. Um, so she invited individuals to share their story, whatever it was. Um, in her book, it's called Conversations Over Coffee. So um, that was also a fantastic experience. And it also hit bestseller um, on Amazon there. So I definitely had a, a bit of an imposter syndrome on that one because it's supposed to be, you know, <laughs> um, more about those golden nuggets. And, and I'm, I'm not, you know, the most experienced person yet. Um, you know, this community isn't big. and I knew it's surrounded by some serious heavy hitters. Um, but yeah, maybe in a couple of years or 10 more years, I'll have some more knowledge to share. For a, for a different volume of that book but yeah it was a great experience either way well mitch I, I i honestly think that the imposter syndrome thing it doesn't really go away if you're trying something new um you, i think you're always going to find that you feel like you're you're kind of expected to be the kind of top of your game when you write books or 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 when you speak on on stage but we're all we're always continually learning and i think you know i think that will that's the only piece of advice i can give to some somebody else there is to is to actually say that you know if you've got a good idea it doesn't matter if you're not that experienced at it as long as you're passionate about it then that's all that really matters i, I think i think you yeah. i think from just speaking to you i think i think you know that so you know i think that just goes without saying so yeah it's a great way to put it love that <laughs> um so i'm intrigued now um what did you find most challenging about uh running an it business now i know that you mentioned earlier on that you started off as more of a kind of a break fix outfit and then you kind of changed direction there um i yeah i just want to hear what you think you found the most challenging part of your transition um, from from starting out to actually where you are now an award winner. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I guess um, you know the biggest thing for me is keeping up with the industry. Um, I, I feel like you know this isn't a once every year or every couple of years kind of training. You know, um, just to keep up with what's new. It's like you better be on two to three webinar calls, something a week paying attention on LinkedIn for every news article that comes out, there's always something new happening every single week. And if you're not paying attention, you're falling behind on something. Um, so it, it's a busy industry and like it's continuous growth that way. So, um, you know, as a business owner, it, it is important for me um, as, you know, Eric Yelty is my business partner and lead in the tech side of things. Um, he's the actual smart one. So it's also important for him to make sure he's up to date on that kind of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things. Um, other than that, you know, on the actual business level, um, I think delegating is, is so key. And it's one thing that I really took way too long to realize, but, yeah. um, as an MSP owner, um, you need to be working on the business, not in the business. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really key for me. So, um, yeah, I think those are kind of the biggest challenging things for me, for me as an IT business owner. I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head there though i think you have to be working on your business and not in your business um i made that mistake with my own business and i found i was falling further and further behind the actual growth of it and uh, i i paid the the price there so um but anyway on the flip side um what would you say was your favorite thing about running your own msp 
business? Um, yeah, it's funny because when we say MSP business now, uh, completely different than just being an IT business owner in, in my mind, right? Um, I find break fix wasn't as fun, but but being an MSP business owner, um, you know, keeping your clients safe and protected, um, they, they trust in us. I also love the, the channel and the industry, you know, just the peers are amazing. Um, vendors are amazing. Everyone's fantastic in this, in this industry. Um, and if I ever decided to call it a day here, you know, I could see myself looking to stick around the industry, see where I fit in. Um, you know, that's definitely, definitely my, my plans in the future. So, um, but as well, like my, my staff, you have to take care of the people around you. And I love doing that, contributing to their lives, their personal growth, seeing them, you know, even if they do move on, just knowing that I was part of their journey to where they actually wanted to end up being. So that's all super rewarding. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I think, I think you, I think you're absolutely right there about the MSP industry. Everyone's so helpful. Um, I've been in this channel for a, a year now and, and, there's not a person that that won't spare you time, you know, if they think that that you're going that you're going to get something out of talking to them. There's always somebody there that's willing to kind of to actually offer their insights and their expertise and actually help you. And I think that that's I think that's the way it has carried on. Um, so those that are ahead of the game are always willing to kind of look back because they've had help when they were only fledgling so I, th I think that is a wonderful mindset that the industry carries on which is great yeah brilliant um so i've got to ask you now uh what about the future then so what do you see the next few years holding in store um for both yourself and for the msp industry as as a whole i, I suppose that's probably a bit too broad shall we say um what's in store for cyber security and cyber protection. yeah well yeah i mean i think you know from what we can see obviously automation and ai most recently is definitely something everyone's keeping a close eye on um you know what, what's what's it going to look like and how can it be you know how can you harness it correctly i think is kind of the, the key who's going to get ahead of the curve and, and manage it that way so um yeah i mean there's going to be obviously an increased focus on cybersecurity. i think that's still it's, it's still new enough that it's still going to be growing and, and getting more and more serious. And that's why I'd say like, I think we're ahead of the curve on that, um, at least in our area. So hopefully that'll, that'll keep going. Um, and then just the, you know, there's always gonna be a growing need for us uh, as MSPs to adapt to any kind of compliance regulations, privacy laws, like making sure that we're up to date on that kind of stuff as well. Um, and, you know, keep, keep going. And with the AI stuff going, like, I hope that, you know, there'll still be the demand for personalized, you know, value-added services that the human touch won't be lost that way. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that we have to look at, right? It's just going to be adapting. Like I said, it's it's ever-changing weekly. We got to keep our eyes open, keep reading, <laughs> see Absolutely. what's new. Yeah. Um, and for your business specifically, then, um, do you see yourself branching out into other uh, disciplines of in in, in managed security, or are you going to keep your main focus on cyber and, and that kind of area. Yeah. I, I think we're definitely going to keep, keep going where we're at. Cause it, it's, it's been good. Like we're having a nice steady stream of growth with what we're doing. Um, no point of stopping. Um, yeah. I love where we're at. We're in, we're in growth mode. Obviously we're a little bit smaller, so we're going to keep that going. Um, the plan is to do a lot more educational pieces. I want to make sure that around the city, you know, I'm doing webinars, speaking events, um, educate everyone I can um, around here about the industry 
And so that uh, that's something I'm looking forward to this year for sure is, is trying to expand on that and and just yeah, raise awareness really is what it is. It's just getting everyone in that mindset, security first. That's that's key. Brilliant. And can you see yourself having um, facing any potential obstacles to that in the future? Um, do you see uh, any kind of areas where the growth of your business might um, run into um, kind of uh, potential um, roadblocks there? Or do you think um, that steady growth for you is going to be the way forward? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, nowadays it's, there's definitely not a manpower issue. That's, that's kind of one of those things where remote is such a, an easy option now that, you know, if, if you get enough business, it's never a, a bad problem, right? It's not uh how am I going to do it? It's just, yeah, we got to hire. And if I don't have a space in my office, we just have a remote and keep going that way. So um, for, for that, I don't see that uh, being any, any issue. Um, you know, I think it still comes back to the always learning thing. That's, that's the biggest thing is if not getting rusty, staying sharp, staying ahead of the curve, you know, if I'm out there delivering value to the community with webinars and speaking events, it better be good and it better be up-to-date information. So, um, that'll probably be the biggest challenge. Okay. And so we're going to kind of change tack here a little, a little bit now. And, uh, I want to ask you who are your influences in life? Are there any mentors, authors or speakers that have made an impact on what you do um how you work and how you kind of view um your kind of challenges um who has kind of inspired you yeah well, well there's a few people for sure um i mean for books purposes uh they ask you answer by marcus sheridan was one of those books that kind of just blew my mind open um completely changed the way i looked at marketing um in any sense so that, that was definitely a big one um my, my biggest current influence um everyone in the chris weiser program i mean we push each other all the time um it, it's such a good group like incredible um uh, we push yeah we push each other always willing to help teach learn that kind of stuff um nobody's like i'm too big for you you know even if we're completely different spectrums of it it's like everyone's willing to help all the time so that's been great um, you know, listening to different podcasts like like Richard Tubbs, um, or spend a lot, a lot of time listening to Paul Green as well. Um, that's been key to changing mindsets and growth. Like I love just biking around at night in the summers, listening to podcasts, um, trying to keep up to date. That's that's the best. Um, you know, when, when I first started, especially that transition from break fix to MSP, um, I would say like Nigel Moore, the tech tribe, that was an excellent first step um in helping to get where I am today. Um and then, you know, I want to give a shout out to Ernest Murray of Genuine Technology Group. Um, so he's, he's based in the States there and he may not know it, but he was by far the biggest influence and impact on my life when it came to becoming an MSP. Um, I probably spent two hours maybe on a call with him um, two years ago and he completely blew my mind um, with how to position myself away from that old break fix way and, and becoming that all-in-one managed service provider. Um, yeah, since then, it was literally life-changing, business-changing. So. Um, I don't think he checks his LinkedIn. I told him once, but I've never, never got a hold of him. So maybe if he hears this, he'll know. Um, and, and then more personally, um, like locally, um, Jeff Shirley, who I mentioned before, was the, the owner of the business. Uh, he was the guy who brought me on. Never once made me feel like you know, I was just a tech in the company either. He really kind of showed me the ropes and put me right into the business and in the position I am today. So I'll forever be grateful to him for that. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, uh, you you always have to thank that 
that one person that actually does you know kind of give you that that rocket fuel that you kind of need to actually step up and I, I think that yeah um yeah I mean obviously for me it's going to be Richard Tubb but yeah but for you yeah that's that that is wonderful brilliant um we've got just a few questions left not not long now so we're, we're on the home straight but I, what I really wanted to ask you Mitch was because uh you, you know you have won this emerging MSP award at the MSP awards by super ops um, again, con congratulations there. Um, if you had one golden nugget of advice that you could give to budding MSPs that who who maybe one day uh, may be up for winning an award like this, what would you say to them? Oh, yeah, I don't think I can just do one. That's uh, <laughs> that's tough. I don't know which one's the most important, but um, you can do yeah, here's two or three. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, here's what I think. Uh, definitely sticking to your stack. Uh, your tech stack, you know, throw the blinders on for at least a year if you're starting out. Um, I know somebody could really get focused on that and and always looking to play around with different tools and you'll you'll get far behind that way. So yeah, pick something, stick to it for at least a year. Um, that was one mistake I made for sure is is getting that fear of missing out and seeing shiny objects and wanting to play with those things. But um, and as I mentioned before, like delegate your tasks as soon as you can. Um, so you can start working on the business. Um, I made the smart choices of always hiring people that are smarter than me. You know, you definitely want that. <laughs> don't, don't go the other way. Um, and I think one of the biggest risks I took recently was hiring on personality and not certifications. Um, skills can be taught, um, but definitely not personality. So that's one thing that's paid off for me as well. We, we hired someone that had no experience in IT industry. They wanted to get into it. Um, and it's worked out amazing for us. So join join a peer group as soon as you can peer groups are amazing and and network uh, that's probably i don't know that's probably like five or six things but <laughs> that is amazing no that, that that is exactly what 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 i was after there so fantastic yeah um i think i think you're absolutely right get the right people ar around you join peer groups and and actually kind of network with people that are sharing the same frustrations the same challenges because it's so worth you investing that time to kind of get that insight back i think that is absolutely perfect for that kind of thing so brilliant um so th the last thing I, I i would like to ask you is if there's anyone uh that is listening that would like to reach out to you and continue um having a conversation with you um how can they find you online yeah. Um, so you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Mitch Redekop on there. And then you can also just find us on our website at rivercitytech.ca. Fantastic. Um, I, I will make sure that all the things that we have mentioned will go into the show notes alongside this podcast. I just want to take this this opportunity again to thank you for speaking with me today, Mitch. And congratulations ag again on that award fantastic thank you thank you very much yeah it was a pleasure being on here thank you thank you and that concludes this episode uh, thank you for listening i've been stephen mccormick and this has been tub talk the podcast for it consultants goodbye for now 
Hey folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tublog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. 